Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm your... Nope, I'm Cassidy. My pronouns are she and they. Sorry, we recorded Cat D last night. And I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. This is like already sidetracked me from doing the bit that I was going to do, where I was going to say that we already know the smell of the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, they're adding a buff horseman to Fortnite. Huh? Let me... It's it's like... It's like the cat, but now a horse? I guess unicorn specifically. Huh. I don't... I like I think, the gold one, actually, a little bit. I think I... I think I hate all of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it necessarily as a design, but I like the combination of, like, a golden horseman with, like... Oh, no, those are, like, fall leaves. I thought it was, like, a pineapple. <laughs> Never mind, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chance. <laughs> okay, um... Hi, it's been a while. It has been. It's been a, been a minute. It's been a minute for us, not a minute for you. It's been, yeah. like, oh, three whole weeks for us. Mm, mm, mm. Um, was there anything we wanted to talk about? Any big po- it, Pokemon news? No. Any big video game news? Um, I finally broke down and bought a new game, which was Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Mm-hmm. I adore it. I don't know if I have many thoughts other than that right now. <laughs> I, I've been watching a lot of Psychonauts and Psychonauts 2. I talked about this on the last Cat D that I recorded, so you'll hear that after you hear this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometime later this month, so look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I'm going down the rabbit hole of SMT games after Nocturne, because I really want to play 4 and 4 Apocalypse before 5 comes out. But 5 comes out literally a week before the early access for Endwalker. <laughs> mm. So, we'll see if I actually get done. I don't know, I'm like having a fun time taking my time with Nocturne and just kind of like goofing off and doing like, not even like doing nothing. I've just been like grinding and just like having fun doing side content for the moment. Mm-hmm. I I will have to do plot soon because... You can only do nothing for so long. Um, but it's, it's making me a lot more curious about like SMT as a franchise and like some of the other like spin-off games that they did for the PS2, like Digital Devil Saga or Story, one of the two, whichever one's on the PS2. That looks cool. Um, but we'll see. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of time for game at the moment, and when I do, it, I usually reach for Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been streaming Pokemon. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I guess that's enough talking. We can talk about. We can do the show now. Sounds good. Oh, I need my phone for that. Hold on. Here it is. It's at fourteen percent battery. That'll last us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been playing World Flipper. That's what I should talk about. You World should. Flipper is an RNG RNGG ass game. It really is. So it's a phone game for your phone. Ah. Uh, you know phones? Mm-hmm. They have video games on them. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is a gotcha game, you know. Yeah, you, know, you you roll you do polls to get rare 
five-star anime characters. Mm. Um, but what if those anime characters were part of an RPG party that you pinballed around a, a pinball field? <laughs> yeah, I, uh... You know, I don't think I've actually watched footage of... Let me get like, you some footage, then. Of, of World, World Flipper being played. I just keep seeing the character designs, and it's like... It's the same crew that did Dragalia, so the people look cool. And there's, like, literally no rules about, like, what the designs look like. Yeah, because, like, there's there's a, a handsome, like, dapper robot, and there's just, like, a cute old man and, like, lots of furries. Alright, here's a clip. So I have a bit of menuing at the beginning, because there's some story and stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. This is actually, uh, the one that I sent you is right before a boss fight. Oh, good. Okay. Because there are boss fights in this. <laughs> it's actually a probably easy, an easier way for you to understand the mechanics of the game than if I had sent you a, one where it's just a bunch of mobs. Because mm -hmm. when you're doing mobs, it's mostly just, like, bouncing things back and forth like it's Breakout. Okay. But so you have three members on your team. Uh, the, each one of them has an activatable skill. Um, in addition to your leader having a passive. Okay. Um, and then also, like, each character can equip weapons. Um, or, at some point, you unlock the ability to pair another unit with them. Mm-hmm. And basically what that does, from what I've seen, is more or less, whenever you activate that character skill, it also activates their paired unit skill. Yeah, I think they were doing stuff like that with Dragalia kind of recently-ish. Like, you'd have characters that weren't, like, necessarily super good in combat, but their passives were amazing, so you'd, like, use them to kind of shore up the good combat characters. Yeah, I'm not sure if their passives carry over, but I know their active skills carry over. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to pair... So, I've noticed that caster-type characters, like, characters that look like they would be casters, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily as much for clerics, but, like, specifically, like, Magic Wizardy. damage casters. Yeah. Um, they tend to have an ability, or at least the ones that I've used, have an ability where when you activate their skill, they activate a multi-ball, essentially. Oh, where they okay. just summon two orbs of an elemental type that they're aspected to. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'll activate someone else's skill, and then also they'll just come in and drop out a couple fireballs for me or something. Nice. Which is really fun when you have two of those on your team. <laughs> yeah um, so i have one doing fire and then like one doing electric on the two different skills so i'll just like all right let me just swipe this way all right now i got a fire swipe up now i have electric now i have five different things that can do damage just bouncing around the field <laughs> the the boss fight was kind of fun i still like i don't think i was quite following what was going on but i was like this seems like i like the, seeing the like you colliding with something and like damage numbers coming up like, i think that's very fun mm-hmm and it is such an RNGG concept. <laughs> Basically, every time you like bump into something before you go back down to the the flippers, um, mm. you are slowly building up your combo gauge. That's why the flippers are changing colors. Uh, um, okay. And once those fill up, um, when you bounce off, you do a power flip, which essentially is just like you do more damage when you come out of it. Mm. And that can look visually different depending on who your leader is. Like, for example, Alk, who is the main character. Um, he does, like, a, a spinning sword slash type thing. Um, and there's fear mode, which is just sort of, like, fills up as you do stuff. 
And then mm. when it activates, it just adds more things to the playfield. Okay. For example, in this boss fight, it, it made those arrows up at the top activate. And those, oh, like, okay. bounce you, like, those are like the spin dash pads from Sonic that punch you in a direction. Okay. But yeah, I, I've played like a world and a half of it. Hmm. There's like a co-op mode for fighting bosses. Like you can refight the bosses you see in story mode to get more drops from them. Because mm-hmm. they, they drop like specific boss tokens that you can then spend in a store to get like either just generic stuff for leveling up characters or like weapons. Or one of them, you could just unlock the character as a character to put in your team. Oh, if you got enough. okay. Um, and then also, every single character, every single character that I've seen, um, has an upgrade tree that looks like um, reminds me of the is it what is it called the Crystallarium or whatever from Final yeah, Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, the Dragalia had that as well. Yeah. Um, and also, that includes, like, having their, at least on the characters I looked at, they had, like, two different story segments that you mm-hmm, can unlock mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like a little, like, alright, we're gonna see a little bit of, like, their daily life or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, not to be like, yeah, they did that in Dragalia about everything you're telling me, but yeah, that was also, like, one of the core things about Dragalia, like, kind of how they fleshed out the characters by letting you do that investment and like sinking your elt water into them and then like you get to learn more about them too which is fun mm-hmm. it's nice i started the game and i already have like 40 something characters because <laughs> they gave me so much starting money um yeah that's i think that's like one of the nice things about starting a gotcha from the beginning is there a lot of the times they're really nice to like the pre like preload kind of hype for the game. Now whether or not they can maintain that with like good banners and like fun events or stuff to do once you finish the story is a whole nother, you know, discussion. <laughs> well, so essentially how it works is it talks like 150 of their gems of the free gems specifically. You can mm. like once per day get a discounted pull using paid gems. Mm. Um or I think it costs like half as much for one pull. Um, but regardless, um, it's like 150 for one pull, you know, 1500 for a 10 pull. Um, and you get, on average, like most, almost every stage I've beaten has given, or even just like when I look at a bit of story, it gives me 15 gems for clearing it. Yeah. Um, and then I've been getting S plus ranks on everything because I have such strong starting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so things just like clear out pretty fast. Um, and doing that also tends to either get me like a character or an item, or usually it's been just another 15 gems. Mm. So like between that and, you know, like login bonuses and stuff like that, it's been pretty flush. I mean, I've only done like maybe one other 10 pulls since I did all my stuff at the beginning, but mm. I'm not like craving having more characters because I already have a lot of characters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know I what like... most of them do still. <laughs> It also feels like they do a good job of, like, hitting a lot of different niches with, like, their character design. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there, I feel like there's probably somebody for everybody. Yep, there's a, <laughs> got Robot Gentleman, we've got mm-hmm. a fake Pikachu, mm-hmm. we've got, um, just, like, a, a journalist woman mm-hmm. who's cute and I think is fun. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's been different variants on the take of a cat girl. There's either girl with cat ears or literal cat girl or 
<laughs> like it, it, they they go through the full furry spectrum. Yeah, yeah, that whole that whole graph. <laughs> I also so I'm I'm just letting the the footage play in the background while we talk, and I think it's funny that um every stage has like a different idea of like what the hazards look like at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So like the the forest level stage that you sent me had like you know looked like essentially like wood spike traps, but now we're in a tree and it's thorns instead. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's fun. Um, yeah. So the first area is all forest themed, and then the second level, like second world that I'm in, is like all deserty. Mm. Um, it's it's a game in which you travel between literal worlds. Mm. Um, using the using the device known as the world flipper. Each world has one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love a good multiverse story. Mm-hmm. It's very interstitial. <laughs> okay, let's actually do the show now. Let's do it. Um, our our prompt is vocabulary. Um, I'm not gonna worry about any bonus stuff right now because we are just coming back from a bit of a yeah. break. <laughs> Alright, 45 minutes on the clock, let's go! Let's do it. So I did write down an idea approximately a month ago. Okay, good to know. As you you might recall, I brought it up during that recording. Um, Sounds right. (laughs) And the words I've written down here are just vocabulary RPG? Okay. Because, like, what we did last time was we... The last time we did vocabulary was we played around with like putting words together to change what actions you can do. Yeah, it was kind of um what if a roguelike had like vocab word parts. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered um this is just like the starting of where my idea came from. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to like more figure out where we're going from there. But essentially, um a podcast I listened to, thir- or six feet under. Did the thirteenth mm. age play through a while back? Yeah, like they went through. They they leveled their characters all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the fights involved fighting like wizards that could change reality by affecting the way things are spelled. Yeah. Um. Essentially, like they were fighting someone, and then they took a letter from their name, fundamentally changing how their name like. Were, like, like what if you had the word bread, right? You looked at a loaf of bread, mm. and then you took the B out of bread, and it just turned into reed, and it just turned into a pile of books. Yeah, yeah. And then you had that B in your inventory, and you could apply it somewhere else. <laughs> That's fun. Although now this is giving me a separate idea. Yeah, see, this is making me think of, like... What if, like, <sighs> a ma- like a Pokemon Shuffle-style match three... But everything is just letters. <laughs> or not oh, necessarily okay. match three, but like you know, like one of those like matching tile games, but everything's letters. So you can just like, all right, well, if I move this these here, it creates a word, um, and that'll take them out, and then things will drop down. And if those form words, it does combos. <laughs> yeah, you just have a very I... like. You have to be very careful about whether or not you count things as words. You have to have like the Scrabble dictionary embedded in your game. Mm. Yeah, it's like um like I love that idea, but I don't think it quite scratches the like quick play like aspect that like those 
Pokemon Shuffle style match three has. I don't know. I feel like I would take. I would think too hard about like word combos or mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, see, and what I was thinking was like like a third person like adventure puzzle game where you do like manipulate the spelling of words around like manipulate the spelling of objects around you to like traverse the world Mm -hmm. so like you're locked in a room and you i I don't know how but you you know take the c from somewhere else in the room so you change the clock into a clock and then you can get out Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah the idea of it being an adventure game like kind of like with the visual concept of like a a phoenix ride or something Mm. that could be fun yeah Mm. um okay well we've got a concept for a mechanic Mm -hmm. let's think of the everything else part for a bit Mm -hmm. i feel like it would make sense for this main character to be some form of wizard yes yeah some sort of word wizard hold on now i gotta look up something Okay, yeah, I've pulled up a a section. Uh, I've pulled up the Wikipedia page for the Phantom Tollbooth. Okay. Because I, I was trying to remember if there was a character that... Because I know there's a character, the Math Magician, mm. who basically literally does this exact stuff, but with math. Yeah. And I remembered, oh, there was, at the beginning of the book, there's the... There's Dictionopolis. But there's not, like, a... The, the guy there isn't really a wizard, he's just a king. His name is King Gazaz mm. the Unabridged. Okay. Um, there is a character known as the Spelling Bee, who just spells things. Mmm, a bee wizard. Hmm. I, I am also reading this, this part where it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> there's a banquet where everybody just literally eats their words. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just thinking about the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> it happens. I kind of like the idea of it, like, okay, like, using that sort of, like, style of, like, those children book, like, the visual style of, like, a children book. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let me see if I can pull up a, um, a visual reference to something. Okay. This is, like, kind of a good example. I'm I'm sending you a screenshot from a level in Psychonauts 2. Okay. Um, it's about, it's set in books yes love that um and like all of the, the the npcs that you meet in this world are like 2d cutouts mm. from that have like that kind of oh here's a good here's a uh a youtube thumbnail that has some of the characters you see oh uh, okay okay and this is like oh, the what? exact art style i was thinking because i'm thinking of stuff like the cover of the phantom soul booth and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. So you're you're um you're a magician of sorts, a manipulator of words. Are you like is this your domain? Like do you or are you just like that's how the magic of this world works is like you get isekai into a children's book. <laughs> Um, because they were looking for... Alright, <laughs> this is going to be a visual pun. So okay. Folks at home, stick with me. Okay. They're looking for a 
But then they got a... <laughs> yes! Okay! So what I've there written here is the first thing that I said was they're looking for a writer spelled like R-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Uh, but what then they got instead was a writer, W-R-I-T-E-R. Yeah, because the, the, the magic of this world is very literal, very structured, and very word-based. Very wordplay-heavy. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I'm sure there's there's other, like, gags and puns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's our... Like, is it is is it... I'm trying to think of just, like, the average gameplay. Like, do you run around? Is it, like... Just, like, I, I'm kind of thinking about, like, how, um... Like, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne is... You know, it's a third-person dungeon-crawling game, but it, they still do the thing where, like the camera angle tends to hang out in such a way that it invokes the perspective of, like, the first-person dungeon-crawling games a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm now I'm trying to think of, like, how could you do camera angles that make the game look like an old point-and-click adventure, but, like, you're also a character running around in this space. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is, like, fixed camera perspectives like yeah uh, like final fantasy 7 or like the or like i guess the playstation era yeah yeah like the the playstation era like kind of just the playstation era where they were like yeah we can do these 3d environments but we can only like render it from this perspective or else <laughs> we're gonna ruin the ps1 yeah, I like I like the idea of it being something like that like and it's not even like a pre-rendered world either it is like these yeah no, this is you you could move the camera here but mm -hmm. we're not going to let you. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that also has some, like, uh... I feel like that also has some, like, fun play with, like, hiding stuff behind, like, bits of environment, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's every time you enter, like, a new space, the camera just, like, slides to the middle of that space. And so, like, if you walk off the screen, the camera just, like, pivots 90 degrees. Mm hmm It's, like, slowly... But also, like, I think kind of keeping in the spirit of, like, the PS1 era of Final Fantasy is, like, there are also just markers to kind of let you know where, like, the screen transitions are. Mm -hmm. Just to, like, give you an idea of, like, okay, this is kind of where the space ends and, like, a new one will begin. Yeah, it's, like, it's rendered slightly differently or something. Mm. Or it just has, like, the Final Fantasy, like, the later Final Fantasy just dotted line across yeah. the bottom. Mm. I was gonna say fourteen, but it is another Final Fantasies. Yeah, I think it's also like twelve and thirteen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in twelve. I know it's in thirteen. I don't know if eleven has zone lines. It's been so long since I've played eleven. Okay, all right. So, what do they need a writer for? Um, why did the people of this world that also still need a name summon a writer? Maybe it's like. <laughs> I can tell I just wa uh, watched Edward Scissorhands today because my <laughs> my brain Emilio went to well the problem is the world's not finished and they need somebody to to complete it like how Edward Scissorhands is a construct and his maker died before he could have human hands installed. Mm. Okay, like what if it's like all right? I like the idea here. Um, mm. Let me let me pitch an idea for why it's like that. It's like. Um, the villain or whatever, the big bad, 
is a character in this story who realized it was a story by trying to do something that wasn't part of the story. Yeah. And so, like, when they tried to do something that wasn't part of the story, the world didn't know what to do, and then it started falling apart. Yeah, it started, like, unraveling, or I guess in this case, erasing. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to someone summon someone who could set things right. And, mm-hmm. yeah, more, more right versus right uh, wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that, like, the, the letter stuff only works if, like, adding or removing a letter does still leave, like, a, a reason, like, a working word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't, like, the main character can't just dissolve a word. The, yeah, I think or, like, the if you take an can. R out of Dragon, you, that's not going to work. The R is going to just immediately pop back in place, because that just... I don't know, you could summon Mayrun Staken from... Elder Scrolls. I think it's also a word in, like, Eternal Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a ancient god or something, right? Something like that, I'm sure. But yeah, it's probably got this, like, funny, like... Like, it's it has, like, a noise of, like, you pulling a letter out of a word, but then you either get, like, a success or a... Uh-uh, or something in that nature. Yeah, like, the cartoon sound of, like, someone pulling on something that's made out of rubber, and it's, like, stretching out, and then it either snaps out or just pops back into place, and you just can't mm. get a good grip. Yeah. The ability to suddenly make any plural item into just a singular item <laughs> is very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, not true that... of any plural word, but, you know, most of them. Mm. Oh yeah, there's definitely a, a part of the game where you're blocked by geese. <laughs> and it's like, ah, if I could only just make this geese into geese with one E or some shit like that. It's like, no. No, you have to find O's <laughs> to get the geese to become goose. Or an R and an A. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Just a little bit slippery there now. <laughs> it just turns into a speed boost. Speed goose. <laughs> so the fun part about pulling up uh, art of that letter that I, level that I sent you um, is mm. that there's a thing that you get there. Um, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. Spoilers for Psychonauts 2. Um, you can just skip ahead a little bit. I'm only going to talk about it for a second. Um, there's a power you get there where you can pull out an aspect of your personality, essentially. Okay. Um, and for Raz, it's always just this little doodle. This is mm. a little doodle of Raz. <laughs> oh! Um, and you know, it always just animates, it's like just, yeah, a 2D piece of paper that runs around a 3D world. Nice. Um, the, the fun, the fun behind the scenes stuff is, it's like Raz, voiced by Richard Orvitz, voice of Zim. The little paper buddy, voiced by Gur. <laughs> oh my god, really? Uh-huh. Almost literally doing the exact same voice. <laughs> Love that, actually, though. And That's they good. They have close between each other. Like, if you interact, it's like, Raz will be like, oh, I think we make a pretty good team. I think we should see other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. Um, alright, okay, so let's let's talk about this villain, then. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like, like, the villain of this story isn't even, like, I guess maybe, like, wasn't even the original villain? Oh, no, absolutely not. They are just, like, like a person who wanted to do something different, and then when they did something different, everything went to... Yeah, like, maybe they're, like, an innkeeper that the hero interacts with, or, like, a, a blacksmith, or, you know, something like that, where it's, like, somebody who maybe shows up a couple times in the story, you know, capitalized the story but like ultimately is a background character okay i want to i want to cut a middle ground here because i think it would be hard to pull that off uh narratively like maybe they started as that and like so people are just like hey where'd so-and-so go Mm. and they just assume it's unrelated yeah yeah and then you get to face like this thing that's like all right yeah we uh we're tracing down the source of all these problems to this one location it's just this person in like a a hut on the mountain just being like i just wanted to do something different Mm -hmm. and it it resolves obviously by just like you writing a a different ending to the story or something right okay what's the name of one the story and two the place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think um trying to think of what Okay, so Biblio is ancient Greek. Trying to think of, I wanted I thinking of like something. It's like Biblio plus like an ending, but I mean, no. Dictionopolis is here. We could just go Bibliopolis. Yeah, we could go Bibliopolis. It's a mouthful. Yeah, but... it's fun to say though. <laughs> it is. Folks at home, just no matter where you are, just say out loud Bibliopolis. <laughs> Gosh. And then I'm like, the title of the game is Writing Bibliopolis, but it's like the cover is holographic, and depending on how you turn it, it's either writing R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G or W-R-I-T-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hell for me to write into our, uh... <laughs> into our, uh, spreadsheet here, though. <laughs> I'm just looking at it thinking, alright, how the fuck am i gonna do this <laughs> look every copy is personalized the menu is different every time you open the game it's a there's like a table that the game pulls from and it like checks the table to see if you're gonna get writing with an r or writing with a w that time you boot up the game i like the idea of it just like slowly fading between the two on the on the title screen Hmm. Or what I'm going to do is I'm going to write one, and then I'm going to put the other in parentheses. Yeah. Like so. Perfect. <laughs> um, do we have anything else we need to do? We've kind of just decided that it's like a, a, an adventure game. Like, I'm sure there are, like, kind of, like, sub-worlds to Bibliopolis. Like, that kind of... I think it'd be kind of fun to, like, play with, like, some like book genre and like kind of have that like inform the sub world within yeah it. i'm trying to think of other fun word-based puns like um is there anything we could do with gymnasium uh the poetry orchard orchard mm-hmm. i don't I, I can't tell if orchard is supposed to be pronounced orchard or orchard ever i thought it was orchard for so long and that i've heard some people say orchard i've never heard orchard hmm I'll start saying orchard again then. I mean, 
That doesn't mean anything. Like, I, me saying that doesn't mean anything, because that just means mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't know, you know. Poetry Orchard is still pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> That's the thing, we have, we have to use the, we gotta save the silly portmanteaus and stuff, and wordplay things for locations, because we can't have mm-hmm. any objects that aren't just real words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I think we've sort of got it then. Hmm. Okay, I need an example of solving a puzzle by taking a letter out of something. So right now, for the examples, I have changing a lock into a clock to escape a room and sealing a hole by making it whole. Mmm. Putting a W on the second hole. There. Yeah, yeah. Um. Mm. <laughs> My brain is just stuck on homophones, right? Homophones right now, because I'm like... Lead and lead isn't helpful. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, shit. Problem is that my brain's just not thinking of large words right now. It's just thinking of small words. That's yeah. hard, to, hard to do stuff with. Mm. Maybe you could do something... <laughs> Maybe you could do something with round and ground? Hmm. Oh, helping a painter by turning their mouse into a muse. Aww. That's something, <laughs> right? That's yeah. Yeah. Every time I think I've purposely stopped the line so it wouldn't go off the side, and every time I'm wrong, puzzles was just slightly too far out. Hmm. I don't know how to like fully adjust for that happening. Okay, I finished writing. Seven minutes left on the clock. Nice. Writing, parentheses, writing, close parentheses, Bibliopolis. A vocabulary <laughs> game. A wordplay filled adventure game, the camera is set in the center of each area to homage the fixed perspective of games like Resident Evil and Final Fantasy VII. Visually themed like the art in old children's books, like The Phantom Tollbooth. The world of Bibliopolis, a setting in a book, begins to unravel after a character decides to do something off script. In order to set things right, they try to summon a writer from another world, but instead they summon a writer. Now the writer must go and solve puzzles throughout the world by taking and adding letters of words to change their meaning. Things like changing a lock into a clock to escape a room, sealing a hole by making it whole, or inspiring a painter by turning their mouse into a muse. I like that a lot. (laughs) Okay. I think we did it. I think we did pretty good here. Yeah. Crash, where can you be found online? Wait, hold on. No, I, plugged, I plugged the... I plugged yeah. the first. <laughs> Show us RNGGcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can send us emails to RNGGpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can say your thing now. Oh, I have locked all of my social media presence. <laughs> have you considered <laughs> just having, like, a non-privated Final Fantasy fourteen account? I have but consider this <laughs> my main was supposed to be that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah like i might make like an ad daphne oliver or something like that mm-hmm. who knows we'll something see. that's hard to pin to you yeah um but i guess if you want to send a follow request to my locked domain that it's at crashing was 14 i'm I haven't gotten any requests because nobody cares about me online. But also, that's, that's how I true. want it. <laughs> but also, that's how I want it. So, mm-hmm. 
I'm there. Cassidy, where are you online on the internet? I'm online at Mad Lobotanist on Twitter. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And I have recently been posting pictures from Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. Uh, I also have my website, which is madlobotanist.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, that neocities.org. It's got all the podcasts that I do and that I've guested on there. Um, That's that. Um, Instead of doing Final Fantasy IV, we both played Dragon Quest One. I. I don't know mm. if we actually have a lot to talk about it with. It's um, just it was like a neat time looking at how old RPGs were. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it definitely reminds me of I think the most the game I would compare it the most to is Zelda Two. Because mm. it's very like walk around, talk to people, figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. You need this thing to get to that side of the world. Go get it. You know, stuff like that. Mm. And, like, um, some of the stuff feels like you can do it in different orders. Because, like, mm. I know there's, like, there's this guy to the north that's just like, alright, well, if you bring me this, then I can give you this. Um, but mm-hmm. separately, there's a princess that you can go save from a dragon. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's got, like, a nice, like, it's kind of really about like what clues you pick up on from the npcs kind of guides and informed what path you take because i feel like in the first two starting towns like they give you a lot of essentially like story clues about like what you're supposed to do and like a lot of like threads to pick up on it's just a matter of like are you going to pick up on the fact that this is like potentially leading into something or are you just going to get like lost in the fact that the version i'm playing they leaned really hard into like ye old timey uh like talking so it's hard to like get all the information yeah they definitely didn't do that in the game boy color version which is the one i played it was just like written like regular english yeah it's like modern english yeah it i i think so I'm playing the Switch version, which is like only six bucks. But so it's like I'm weighing the the pluses and minuses of I think the script is not good trying to make it like all old timey like that. But I can just push X and see a map of the world. So it's yeah. like Yeah, yeah, you do just get a map, huh? Man, that would have been fucking nice. <laughs> so it's like it's really about like, you know it's really about like what kind of experience are you after? I mean, the answer is that if you want to play the old version with a map, there are plenty of old, like, from the 90s websites that you can find that have ASCII maps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or stuff put together from sprite rips mm -hmm. on, like, GeoCities pages and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I just... That's how I played it the first time. Mm Hmm. I think, um, for me, because I did get on my Switch and, you know, I either want to play it in bed or i want to play it on the tv a lot of the time i'm not playing it while sitting at the computer mm-hmm. <laughs> and i a lot of the time like i don't feel like pulling up a billion tabs on my phone because my phone doesn't live for very long yeah so i would you know get a bunch of game facts tabs open on my phone and then my phone would just die so uh, yeah <laughs> so i was like trying not to be completely reliant on like loading stuff up on my phone mm-hmm yeah, I definitely tried to play this game without doing that, and there were a couple times where I did have to pull up a map, just because I did get a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, overall, I didn't finish it this time without uh, looking stuff up, but mm-hmm. I, I have beat it before. It's, like, you know, it's fine, it's simple, it's short. It's a little bit longer than I remembered it being, but it's still short. Yeah. Um, 
I still think it's wild that the final boss gives you a choice, and the, the <laughs> depending, they made a sequel to this game that is based on the the bad choice, the bad end choice, mm-hmm. uh, and that sequel is a fucking Minecraft clone. <laughs> it's not like a straight Minecraft clone, but like you right, know, right. It's very funny. Yeah, it's a. I I love that kind of like consideration for like a potential split in the the timeline and that makes me extra interested in playing dragon quest 2 and then you know because of that also like i don't think there's like a choice in dragon quest 2 that informs builders too but like no it was more like a, a what if this happened yeah yeah but like still that's very interesting to me mm hmm God, so many, so many good RPGs that I want to play right now, and I just come home and play fourteen instead. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been doing. Although now that we're going to be playing Final Fantasy IV again, I'm excited to get back into that. Mm-hmm, mm, yeah, no, for sure. Just in time for Endwalker. Just in a couple months. Look, I, I keep, I keep thinking about how funny it would be if I had the opposite of Cecil's journey, and I, my main tank in Endwalker was Dark Knight. <laughs> Because my first 80 in Shadowbringers was Paladin. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> but also, I don't like Dark Knight that much. I'm probably going to be uh, out of the tanks. I will probably be maining Warrior and, and Walker, depending on what sort of fun stuff they reveal this coming Friday? Saturday? Whenever it is. The the live letter where they're going to be talking about new job actions and job changes is coming up at the end of the week, mm-hmm. and I am... Um, so fucking pumped. <laughs> if I ever get my alt up to Endwalker, it'll be fun to take a summoner to the moon. Yeah, when God, and like summoners ripe for a rework. Like they got reworked for Shadowbringers, but like I feel like a lot of people still aren't super duper pleased with them. They're just changing it into a full pet class. They're just fully <laughs> fully it's just Beastmaster. <laughs> See, I think they're probably just gonna change it because like not to get super granular into what is wrong with Summoner at max level, but, like, the pet AI or the pet behavior in Final Fantasy XIV is erratic and will just sometimes ghost your inputs and just, like, pretend you're not telling it to do stuff. Well, sometimes just the game as a whole ghosts my inputs, so... <laughs> but it's, like, extra noticeable on Summoner. And, like, there's, um... You haven't gotten there yet, but there's a part of the max level rotation where you summon Bahamut, and Bahamut does this cute thing where he only shoots laser beams out when you cast a spell. So like you're throwing ruin out, and Bahamut like does a ru- like his own filler spell at the same time. Mm-hmm. But if you move at all during that phase, Bahamut prioritizes staying right next to you versus just pew-pewing the monsters. Mm-hmm. So you, like, lose huge chunks of Bahamut DPS if you just, like, reposition even the littlest bit, and it's, like, really frustrating. But I could see them just more or less giving you, like, primal-themed buttons and not necessarily having, like, an actual pet. Or maybe it's, like, stances or something. Yeah, yeah. Like... Monk stances. <laughs> Well, they, yeah, and they could even keep the whole, like, division between, like, Garuda's AoE, Ifrit's single target, and then, like, 
you've got Bahamut and Firebird or Phoenix. Yeah, like have three buttons in your rotation that change depending on your stance, and those are mm-hmm. themed after the primals. Yeah. Yeah, I think the benchmark shows uh, you doing like an Ifrit-themed gap closer? Sick. <laughs> I love to so- close gaps as a ranged caster. <laughs> I, I Definitely so- the thing that I want to do all the time. Red Mage has one. Red Mage has one, but Red Mage also has a sword and a combo it can do with the sword. <laughs> so yeah, needless to say, this this lifeline or this event they're doing um is gonna be really cool like i summoners do for rework i really want to see them do something fun with bard this is gonna be the expansion where they come they completely overhaul the healers since we're getting sage um tanks are in a good spot so you don't need to fuss with tanks too much just give them like fun buttons to push and they'll be fine um and then all of course new footage of sage and uh reaper that's gonna be cool yeah, sage. Laser beams. Laser beams, but also, like, put the naughty tank in a bubble to save their life. I'm excited to actually try Scholar, because I didn't do anything with it. I just unlocked it. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I unlocked Summoner, which I couldn't do as Scholar. <laughs> right, I I, I I did the same thing on Lucent Sat- Stag. I unlocked Scholar first, went to go play uh, do the Summoner quest, and it was like, you have to do this on Arcanist. I was like, really? Fuck. Okay, whatever. Fine. Um, You get to start playing the fun game in like low, low, low level dungeons, which is count how many times you cast Physic and just intentionally not heal as much as possible. It is such a fun game to I've play. I've got a fairy for that. Exactly. Like, unless shit's like really popping off or like the tanks doing double pulls or like accidents you, start you happening. you the heal that also adds a shield? I would count Adloquium in there, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess if it's like a between-pull Adloquium, like you're trying to put a shield on the tank going into a pull, I probably wouldn't count that. Um, But also, like, by that point, you also have an a AoE heal over time from your fairy. So, like, that, that by itself, like, can take care of the party. <laughs> Is there, like, a way other than, like, the party list to see how much shield a person has? Because, like, I get shield from having um, Topaz Carbuncle, yeah. and I don't know how much amount I ever have. That is... You would only see it if you were in a party. That fucking sucks. And also, um, well, I guess like you could see if it's still active, because the icon would be yeah. on your buffs. But that's about it. I, I'm sure there's a way to like force it to display or something like that. I, I just, just want it to be like a little blue bar right above my health bar or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nice like visual quality of life. And Walker, come at mm. me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hit me up. Yeah, because like um, there are several classes that can like self shield. Um, primarily tanks, but like um, Summoner has like their their own bubble. Uh, Ninja and Black Mage also have a, a personal cooldown that just gives them an HP barrier. Um, and, like, that would be handy for, like, solo content, or, I guess, yeah, solo, like, story content, just to know, like, how much of a shield you have left. And then, of course, like, Scholars, Sage, and for the for the time being, Astrologians. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think that's it. I think that's, mm-hmm. well, hold on, we gotta roll the thing, but then we're leaving. Yeah.
leaving to go do a stream that I've been doing lately on my t Twitch. I've been doing Pokemon streams. Hmm. I've been um keeping the random brand strong by doing a monotype run, but randomly changing the type after every gym. Mm-hmm. Right, it's been a, it's a been pretty three, good so far. And the three is genre plus topic, which is great. That's a great one to get. It's a good classic. A classic of combinations. Alright. Um okay, an action RPG. Ooh. Have we done one of those? I don't think we have. I don't care. It's, it... it's been enough time. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and sci-fi. I feel like sci-fi we've done recently. Uh I don't All know right. if we've rolled sci-fi or if we've just done it just to do it. I guess we've just done yeah, it just to we... do it, because I don't see it at all on our list, actually. <laughs> I think it's the Transformers felt sci-fi-y. Yeah. I was thinking um, Heart of the City, actually. Ah, okay. Alright, so next week we have a sci-fi action RPG. Mm. Oh, apparently we did roll action RPG before, unless you just updated that. I did not. Okay, so this is our second action RPG of the season. Nice. What was the other one? Oh, it was uh, a rural phoenix, which actually wasn't super, super long ago. I mean, it was long ago in the sense of time, but if you look at the list, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Yeah. Okay, we get to do a sci-fi version of that, because that one was a post-apocalyptic, like, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. I'm ending the show now. Uh, so until then, good luck. Have fun. Is bullshit blazing Still my heart is blazing If the words kill me I